0: welcome to my love life podcast episode number 135 they are lazy and unsuccessful it's october 22nd 2023 i'm your host lisa a lundy author blogger youtuber motivational speaker and podcaster i am also a member of the newsweek expert forum I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is very difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moscovich. They are lazy and unsuccessful. Boy oh boy, it's not like you ever say that about anyone, correct? Before I dive in, I do want you to know a couple things. Number one, I am in rehab from having a pretty traumatic car accident on Labor Day, September 4th. I'm doing the best I can to be in an isolated area of the rehab facility to be in, a, be in a quiet space and so there I might have to start and stop the recording if you know carts go down the hall or there's people and noise so I'm doing the best I can to manage the noise and my microphone broke so I'm doing this recording the last couple of recordings without a microphone until my new one arrives and we're just we're just rolling with life this is how you roll this is how you roll with life. I know. If you happen to be new to my content, I do hope you'll visit my website and enter my giveaway. Now the giveaway I'm not having the my IT guy pull the prize winners from well, from the time of the accident through the end of the year until the beginning of the year. Sometime in twenty twenty four, I'll have him pull all the months worth of winners and then ship out the prizes. But I'm just not I'm handling life one one day at a time, one problem at a time like a broken microphone etc so enter my giveaway next i'm not a therapist i'm not a medical professional nothing i say in this podcast or any of my content in any format is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice it is not that next if you're feeling suicidal or hopeless or that life is too hard please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. Please talk to people about it. You probably, if you're feeling suicidal, you're probably feeling that way because of a childhood trauma or adult trauma or something that happened to you. I can almost guarantee you that's why you're feeling that way. So get some help. Because there is help available, if you happen to be deaf or in the hard of hearing community, or anyone associated with the deaf and hard of hearing community, please note I have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting platform, which is RSS.com, and this podcast transcript will be available within a few hours after the podcast is uploaded in live. So there's there's our housekeeping notes now they are lazy and unsuccessful. Well, how often do do you ever say that about anyone in your life? Do you say that about anyone you know, whether it's at work or wherever? Do you say that? And the next question is, does anyone say that about you? Cuz this is a two-way street where two-way street where you may say this about other people, they are lazy and unsuccessful or it could be said by you. So I don't know if you say it or it's said about you, but what I do what I do know is in life, as I walk around in life, I hear people say this about, parents say this about their children, their young children and their middle-aged children, their teenage children, and their grown adult children. I hear men and women say this about their partners or their spouses. I hear coworkers say this about people they work with or managers or managers about employees. I definitely, absolutely, 100% hear it on on fi- Facebook and social media reels and videos. This is common. If you haven't heard it and you don't say it, good for you, I'm really happy about that. However, I am telling you, this is a common view, attitude, or statement, whether it's lazy, unsuccessful, or some other form. Now, lazy, if we look at the dictionary definition of lazy, it's an adjective. It means not willing to work or be energetic, slow-moving, sluggish, conducive to inactivity or indolence, and then successful. Successful as an adjective is described as having a favorable outcome, having obtained something desired or intended, having achieved wealth or eminence, and eminence is defined as... Uh, a position of great distinction or superiority, a person of great achievements. So people say this, they say this about the person they're dating or married to or their child or their adult child or their sibling or you know, people say it about all kinds of people in their life, whether you do or not. So where I'm going to begin with this is the fact that everything is relative. So when someone says this, what is your point of reference for comparison? Hold on. Sorry, I have to start and stop when some people are in the hallway. So so what's your point of reference for making the comparison? And my next point is that people are not the same. You know, to say a person is lazy, who are you comparing them to? What is the point of reference? Or if you're going to say someone is not successful, compared to what? What is the standard unit of measurement? People, even people who grew up in the same family, under the same roof, with the same parents, under the same socioeconomic conditions, will turn out differently. And sometimes the difference is dramatic or extreme. So when you start to compare people, even if you're comparing siblings in a family, you have to understand that there could be dramatic differences. So is it a fair comparison? Well, if you're new to the idea that the research is uh, compelling, that children growing up in the same family, same family, same parents, same condition, will turn out dramatically differently, why is that? It is because two children growing up in the same house with the same parents, with the same family, in the same socioeconomic conditions, will have different experiences of that family life. They will also have their own beliefs, attitudes, and expectations separate from the family, which may or may not be the same. And these are there's a lot of different variables that account for how is it we have two siblings, same parents, same family, same conditions, and one is successful and one is uh, struggling with addictions. There's a lot of variables. So when you start to compare a person, which which when you say someone is lazy or someone is unsuccessful, that's a comparison because you have to have something to, to measure against uh, or something else negative. It could be, you know, if lazy and unsuccessful are not your go-to words and you want to use, you know, something else, you could use rude, you could use mean, you could use cruel, you could use any other word. But again, you're also being, you're doing a comparison. And the one thing that, about comparisons, first of all, comparing yourself to others usually doesn't work out well. I have an entire podcast about comparing yourself to others. And there's actually two sides to that. There can be some benefits from comparing yourself to others. And there are also very, very significant negatives to comparing yourself to others. So overall... For most people, comparing yourself to others tends to have a neg- negative, depressing effect. The podcast on comparing yourself to others will talk about that. In this case, we're talking about making a judgment about someone else. And and the judgment you're making is subjective. So what do I mean by suggest- subjective? Subjective means it is dependent on or taking place in a person's mind rather than the external world. Another definition of subjective is it's based on a person's given experience or a given person's experience understanding and feelings personal or individual or it is also said subjective also means not caused by external stimuli. So There are many things, many, 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 many things that are subjective. And and to kind of pull you in a little closer to this subjective definition, subjective actually means that there is no agreement. When we have no agreement, it's usually then a subjective decision or assessment or result or test or anything that's not based on something that's very concrete. So subjective evaluations or subjective decisions or even subjective testing can can be grossly unfair. It can be. It's not always, but it can be. And so it's not a complete it's usually not a complete picture because if we go back to the definition, it's taking place in a person's mind based on their experience, understanding, and feelings. Well, let me tell you. I have personal experience with domestic abuse and economic abuse. I have high experience with domestic abuse and economic abuse. What I have learned is that for the people who have no experience with domestic abuse or economic abuse, they lack the perceptions, the understanding, the feelings, they lack so much. The first question they often ask is, well, why didn't you just leave? And when someone asks that question, What's inherent in that question is they have no idea what is involved in domestic abuse or economic abuse, zero, because if they knew anything about it, they would know all the reasons why you don't just leave or why it might be extremely dangerous to just leave. So subjective things are all around in the world. We have it in schools and academics. But when you are making a judgment about someone else, and again, if you don't like lazy or unsuccessful, you could use, you know, unhealthy, you could use um, rude, mean, whatever, conceited, but you are making a judgment and it's subjective because lots of people might not agree with you. So let's talk about the lazy child or the lazy young adult to put this in context, because this is what I have heard parents talking about. They've been talking about their lazy child or their lazy teenager or their lazy young adult or their lazy adult, old adult. And I want to backtrack and say for the record that I have been involved with babies, toddlers, children, teens, young adults for my entire life. long, long, you know, decades before I became a parent. So I have a great breadth of experience with babies, newborn babies, babies, toddlers, young children, teens, and young adults. I I have just a lot of experience with that. And I'm going to tell you, in my expert opinion, with almost zero exception, the exception might be, oh, I'll tell you the exception in a minute, but children are not born lazy. Children are not born lazy. A baby could be born to a crack-addicted mother or some other drug, you know, and the baby could be born with that drug in their system, which could cause problems in terms of, you know, their their crying or their disposition, and the parents who take these babies on oftentimes can work it out through a system and series of, of interventions. but taking out the crack addicted babies or heroin addicted babies or babies who are born with some other condition that would impact them. A typical baby is not born lazy. So typical children are not born lazy. What happens to babies who then become toddlers who then become children is they become damaged, broken, abused, depressed, riddled with anxiety, sad, angry, resentful, hopeless feeling defiant, unmotivated, suicidal, not good enough, not loved, not lovable. In other words, a baby then going into a toddler and child, if they are well cared for, they don't lose their sparkle, they don't lose their motivation, they don't lose their their whimsical, playful, uh, you know, exploratory wonder about the world. If you if you can see the difference between a child a baby who's gone from being a baby to a toddler to a child who's been well loved and well cared for at, versus a child who's been neglected or love and affection has been withheld the the difference is usually dramatic and if it's not dramatic at the young age it will become more dramatic later on and and so children become damaged and broken and And all of the things that might have you judge them as lazy or judge them as unsuccessful because of neglect, because love and affection is withheld from them, because of a dysfunctional family, because of adverse childhood experiences, and because of sibling bullying, which, if you've missed one of my previous podcasts where I mentioned this statistic, in America, up to 80% of young children or children up to 80% of children in America are bullied or mistreated by their sibling so in America somewhere up to 80% of children are having a horrible experience in the family home leaving them to feel unloved and horrible like some of them suicidal so When you start labeling the behavior of a child, young adult, or someone else as lazy when in fact it is a result of trauma or bullying or, you know, all of these dysfunctional family patterns that we have normalized, you know, now you're laying on as if it's their fault. And children lose their sparkle in direct proportion to their life experiences and traumas usually. So, for example, you have trauma and you, there's things you can do to offset trauma. <laughs> I say this because I did as much as I could to offset the trauma that my children were um, exposed to, unfortunately. And, and luckily, I did I did, eno- I did enough so far. I did what I could. So when you start labeling whether it's your spouse or your coworker or someone else as lazy or unsuccessful or whatever else some other negative term I'm asking you to take a step back and go, "Hmm, what was their childhood like? What was what, how has their experience of life been? Have they been well loved?" What I have learned in the last couple of years is that most adults Even young people I've talked to. Most of the people I've talked to since I did my Be Well Loved YouTube video have reported to me. Now, this is privately, you know, confidentially, as a trusted ally, that they do not feel well loved. Well, if you are not feeling well loved, how could you be motivated? How could you be, like, out to to change the world or out to, like, Have a great life. No, you wouldn't. Not feeling well-loved isn't going to leave you empowered. Now, some people get empowered even though they haven't been well-loved because their coping strategy or their trauma response to the trauma is to go be an overachiever or go be uber successful to kind of show their parents or show their family, see, I'm good enough. They're trying to prove their worth. So, but, but that's not the norm. I mean, it does happen, but it's not the norm. So we have children and adults who are struggling deeply, deeply, deeply struggling to make it through the day. And then let's just pile right on and call them lazy, call them unsuccessful. And, and some parents I know have said to me, oh, well, I, I don't say that to my child's face. They, they don't know I think that. Guess what? They do. They know you think that. They know. I promise you, they know. Same thing goes for other people in your life. You know the people who don't like you. You might not be happy about it, but you you know who really cares about you and who really loves you and who really likes you, for the most part. Now, there are some people who are very stealth, and it's hard to tell, but for the most part. So if you're a parent, and this applies to your child or your adult child... Do not kid yourself that they don't they don't know. Because as a life coach, I've had this conversation with parents when I discover that the parent's perception of their adult child is not positive. And in fact, it's usually very negative. And we kind of have to untangle things. And then I have to do the work with the parent to get them sorted out. It's not a once and done. Oh yeah, oh that's right. I'll just think good things of him. Not. It's not that easy. It's not that easy for most people. Now, most parents, if they're committed, first of all, it's painful for a parent to go. Oh yeah, I really don't think very much of my child, do I? That can be painful. It can be confronting. But at, at the same time, in in the instances of the adults I work with, there's been there's been no denying it. It's not. There's no denying it. So. Your children or whether they're a child or adult, they know. They know. So the next question I have is when we're looking at success, let's just segue into that for a minute. What, what is your definition of success? Are you looking at how much money they have? What kind of car they have? Whether they got married? Whether they had children? By where they live? What kind of house they live in? or by how well their children have grown up and done in adult life I mean what really are you looking at because I do hear this I hear people say, oh yeah, they're not very successful well based on what 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 are you what are you basing that on? people sometimes by the way don't <laughs> don't like it when I say that. but I'm curious because I think by some people's, since all my money was stolen and I had to start over, like some people could judge me as very unsuccessful because my money was stolen. Well, we could take a, a name brand investment house, take them to task because they were involved. Um, so I'm that doesn't mean I'm unsuccessful because my money was fraudulently to- taken with an, with it, some with the investment house and some separate. But what are you measuring success by? Because I will tell you that I, I am deeply troubled by some of the other podcasters, or who, who these people are, I don't know. I really don't know, who, this is what I heard on, on some video. You know, if you're 28 years old and you're living in your parents' basement, then you are a loser. Like, that's exactly what some person, I'm leaving the gender out, because I'm not going after anybody, but like, like a boom, 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 right? Boom, boom, boom. Boy, if you're 28 and you're living in your parents' basement, you're a loser. Wow, I'm like, wow, like wow. How about if you're 28 and you're still alive and kicking, how about yay, yay, good for you, score you? How about if you've got parents who will try to help you get ahead in life, let you live in their basement? How about score you and bigger score for your parents? How about where's the love and affection? Where's the compassion? Where's, where's, where is, it's like, I I don't know what happened. Like, who are some of these people dishing out this bad advice? And I'm sorry, that's terrible. Let's just say that's righteous, arrogant, judgmental, I think that's mean, it's very cruel, it contributes to mental health problems, because somebody who's 28, living in their basement, who hasn't committed suicide, and, and maybe struggling with some health problems or struggling, like, how is that going to make them feel? Oh, you might as well just pile on. Let's just, that that just has to stop, that has to stop, and it's going to stop when you listening to my podcast, A, you hopefully will change your behavior and you'll have this aha moment going, Oh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I, I think I think I might want to have a new approach. I, I think I think she might have some points here. I think I do care about the suicide rate and I see she might have a point. She might have a point that we out in the world who are saying these things about people might be contributing to the suicide rate. We might be contributing, granted, unknowingly or unwittingly to addictions and all kinds of things. Hmm, let's, let's pause. Yes, you might be. So what you do is you change your behavior. Now, whether you're going to take anybody else to task, that's up to you. I'm stock- talking to you, and I'm taking one person at a time. We'll change the world one person at a time. I'm, I care about you. I care about your life, and I care about your happiness. And, and we're going to get into in a minute if people are saying this about you. So what about love? Like, what about love? Wouldn't, wouldn't it, what would the response be? if you came from love and affection. Wow, you know what? You're 28 and you're living in your parents' basement. Booyah. Score you, I'm happy for you. Now, you're 28, you're in your parents' basement, let's talk about how I can support you. What are you struggling with? What would be good? Because, you know, not the same thing doesn't work for everybody. So do you have friends? Do you have love? You know, what do you need? What are you celebrating? Could you celebrate the fact that, you know, you're 28 and two years you'll be 30? You, you know, instead of measuring success by material goods and money, let's start measuring success by vitality, by love, by affection, by happiness, by someone who feels safe, by having friends, Like there's, like having food and shelter. Like, there's so many things we could... Bring into the picture instead of this harsh, condemning, critical way of being. And by the way, I did do a podcast on um, judgment, condemnation, and criticism. So if this is applying to you, where people are criticizing you, calling you lazy or unsuccessful, that podcast might also also be a value to you because I've been judged and condemned. All of my life, although no one has really called me lazy or unsuccessful. Oh, wait. No, I think some one of my abusers did call me lazy. Anyway. All right. So this is a dichotomy of approaches to life. Really what I'm talking about here, what I've boiled down is one approach is righteous, condemning, judgmental, like you do it my way or you're a loser. And if you haven't done this by this age, you're a loser and you're unsuccessful and the other approach which i'm suggesting is one of love is one of celebration is one of compassion where we are celebrating humanity we are celebrating you know life and wherever you are in life without this rife you know gee if you haven't bought a house by the time you're 30 there's something wrong with you or or whatever the the condition could be hopefully you can hear the difference i don't know what kind of world you want to live in and what kind of world you want for any children or nieces and nephews or grandchildren. Like, What kind of world do you want? I personally, I want a a world where it's love and affection, playfulness, happiness, all the good stuff. Because we're always going to have death and hardship and painful things. But the more we in the world bring new skills and abilities to the table, the world will change. So I know some of you are um, are, are listening to this podcast and you're thinking about this child or saddle child or your neighbor or your husband or your wife or your whatever, somebody that you have judged lazy or unsuccessful and you're thinking you're, you're now in a conversation in your head disagreeing with some of the points I've made go right ahead and I'm going to point out to you that if you think that they do not know that you think less of them or you think you're better than them or you think of whatever I'm telling you they know and it's interesting if this is what you're doing you're in an argument in your head with me you could notice that that might just be underscoring your righteousness in being right. And by the way, people have a need to be right, um, in in my opinion, until you get to a certain point of growth and development, where then it's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to be right. I don't have to be right. And in in some cases, I'd love to be wrong. Personally, I like to be right, like many people, but I, I am more committed to the truth and more committed to getting things factual than being right, which is why if I don't know something, I'll say, well, gee, I'm not really sure. Because I don't want to mislead people. So the question becomes, who are you going to be in this matter? Are you going to be somebody who brings love and affection, compassion, a sense of humanity to the world, or are you going to be on the kind of on the other side? Now there's there's in between. It's not black and white. We have a we have a continuum. One side is love and affection the other side. And by the way, I'm not talking about like a world of chaos where people can get away with murder, etc. but love and affection will bring a lot more to the table than oh, you're a loser. So here's the rub. Some of you lack self-awareness and you're not really realizing how harshly you judge other people and even if someone says that to you what you might do is cut them off you might just cut them off and cut them out of your life i know this because i'm assertive so if someone judges me harshly i will say something to them because i'm not harsh with myself i'm gentle with myself i'm loving with myself i'm kind with myself Why would I tolerate someone else being critical, harsh, and, and, you know, condemning me? And I will tell you that more often than not, almost pretty much, it's not 100%, but a high percentage of the time, if you are called out for being overly critical or harsh or, you know, harshly judging someone, you you might, you know, cut them out of your life because you can't look at yourself. Let that sink in. Who have you cut out of your life because they called you out on your shit? Well, I love it when people call me out on my stuff. I I actually really do enjoy it um, because I'm committed to being the best version of myself. So if I'm running some kind of, you know, BS, I, I of course I want to know because I'm not going to beat myself up and go, oh, whoa, 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 me. So this is a very common Situation where people are publicly—I mean, this happens at work. This happens, you know, at at coffees, at dinners. You know, people say, "Well, yeah, well, my my son's not very successful. He, you know, he didn't graduate from college, or he he works, you know, whatever." I mean, it's it breaks my heart. This tugs at my heart because what's what that what that really means is that that adult child or whatever younger child isn't getting the love and affection from their parent. No, they're not. So it's it's part of the systemic problems that we're having in the world that bring the suicide rate up, that cause addictions, that cause people to feel depressed and hopeless and all kinds of things. Because if, if your parent thinks you're a loser or thinks you're lazy or unsuccessful and you're struggling in life, that's not going to feel good. And that's not going to motivate you and that's not going to help you. So I'm going to ask you to look inward at yourself. I mean, I would say it was probably, yeah, it was like a long time, long, long, long time ago. It was after college, but a long time ago that I was working on myself and I recognized that I could be really righteous, judgmental, opinionated, arrogant, and a know-it-all. It It was not, not a happy day for me. When I re- recognized that I that I had that tendency, it was I, I mean I wasn't crying about it. I don't think I don't remember, but I wasn't happy. That's not like oh who's going to be happy? Oh I just realized I'm a big know it all. Oh I just realized I'm righteous. Oh I just realized I'm judgmental. It's, it's not a happy thing, but guess what? When you can look authentically inward at yourself and own your weaknesses and your strengths, own truly your traits, good or bad, really own them. I mean, take them on and own them, that you will start to begin to get freedom from that. Because once you've really seen it, you've seen it, you've owned it, then you're going to hear it and you're not going to like it. And so then you, you're, you, you'll you be able to let go of that. And, and it was so much so for me that I would say it was so... Oh, Years later, a couple years, I don't know how many years later, three, whatever, four years later, five years later, I was giving a Toastmasters speech, my, my first speech in Toastmasters. And I was telling the club, who I didn't really know very well because it was my first icebreaker speech, that I was, uh, there was the good and the bad, the good, bad, and ugly about Lisa Lundy. And so the bad was that... I was righteous, arrogant, judgmental, opinionated, know-it-all, and, oh, my gosh, the club was in stitches. They were just laughing so hard, and I was standing at the podium maintaining my composure because I actually had, you know, 10 years of public speaking before I joined Toastmasters. So I wasn't rattled. I just noticed it and thought, what the, what the bleep are they laughing about? This is not funny. Because it wasn't a joke. So, so I got – but I got through the speech, and afterward, people came up and said, oh, my gosh, you are hysterical. And I said, okay, great. What were you laughing about? What, what was so funny? And that's what they were – well, that was one of the things they were laughing about, um, that they found it impossible to believe that I was that way, and I said, "Oh no, it's true," and then they would laugh some more. So the more you own your own weaknesses and your own traits and your own things that you're like not so proud about, the less they own you. I promise you. I promise you. That's how it works. Now, plus, if you bring love and compassion into your life, uh, it's really and you know like it, it's going to make a huge difference. But if you can't own that, you're being unkind to your own child or your spouse or sibling or whomever, then it's going to stay that way, and you're kind of stuck in that pattern. My next little piece for this podcast is my suggestions if you are the one that is being referred to as lazy or unsuccessful. So hopefully, if you're being called lazy and (laughs) unsuccessful, you don't do that to other people, but you might. But anyway... So for if you're being called lazy, unsuccessful or other derogatory or negative adjectives my first suggestion is it's time for you to take a big personal love fest. It's time for you to put loving yourself and put yourself as a priority. Like put love in your life, put affection, love and affection in your life everywhere you can starting with loving yourself. Now, that's a big ask for a lot of people I know. I mean, this is one of the underpinnings and big issues in society and in the world is people don't like themselves. They don't like themselves. They don't love themselves. And some people can barely tolerate themselves. They actually like, are like self-loathing. So it is time, if you really want to have a springboard, and, and you are the one, you are the target of being called lazy and unsuccessful, you've probably had a hard life. You've probably had a lot of trauma. And some people listening to this podcast would say, oh, no, I really haven't. Well, you might not know enough about trauma and how life should have really gone for you to understand, yeah, yeah, that's a bad childhood. That's really bad because... We have sometimes a tendency to minimize or diminish our trauma or our bad experiences when we hear someone else who's had a much worse experience. Because I remember talking to one of my kids who was out in the world working, still at home, still under 18, and were, and they were hearing these horrible stories of what happens to other people. And they kind of said, well, you know, our life's not too bad. I said, well, wait, do not use what happened to someone else to minimize or diminish what's gone on and what's going on in our family. I mean, you can do that, but I'm, I'm asking you not to. So for you, if you're being called lazy, unsuccessful, or some other derogatory names. I don't know what that might be. It could be a lot of things. I know I've been called a lot a lot lot of names in my life. I mean seriously I am still told to this day that I am not good enough and you know what? I just sit there and sometimes depending on who it is and I will just in my head think oh this is so sad. Like it's really sad if someone is so you know on themselves to to say that to somebody else because guess what? We're all good enough. We're all good enough. I'm good enough. I've always been good enough. And somebody telling me I'm good enough, not good enough, does not does not take me out of the game or impact me. I feel bad for them. So number one, put love on your list. Love yourself. Get platonic friendships. Make sure you have lots of friends. Yeah, could have romantic love. That sometimes that's all people need is a great romantic partner, and their life turns around in a nanosecond. So you could do that. Like if that's if you're open to that, and you might. If you already have that and it's not going well, well you might you might be in a domestic abuse or you might have to make some changes. But love. So love 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 number one. Number two, learn how to manage and process your own emotions. This is also a huge, it's huge problem in the world because we're not teaching it. To help you with that, I have a free, 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 downloadable workbook on my website. Just go to www.lisalundy.com, look at the right hand side of the page, right below the Newsweek logo is the icon you click on and it will bring up a downloadable PDF, it has a diagram of of all the components for managing and processing your motions and it will give you about 20, 20 plus pages of information you need to consider when you're managing and processing your motions. If you do that, you will not ever regret it. And I, this is the challenge now, okay? Here's my challenge from, I think, from yesterday's podcast. If you go learn that and you become a master in managing and processing your emotions from my workbook, and you regret it, you better get in touch with me because we're going to have a conversation. I do. I cannot see in any way, venue or avenue, that that could be upsetting unless you're irrational, which I uh, always talk about rational thinking, or you have some mental health disorder. Get that sorted out because this is what you need to know. You need to learn how to manage and process your emotions. Go on a personal growth journey. Well, why not? Like, listen, if you're being called lazy or unsuccessful or, you know, you're being told you're not good enough or whatever, something negative, why not make your life amazing? That's like the best way to shut people up just go have an amazing life people will they'll still talk the people are going to talk about you well some people are going to talk about you no matter what you do some people are going to not like you no matter what you do and some people are going to be in between and some people are going to love you because they, they know who you are but go on a personal growth journey all my content is free so you have no excuse because we now have podcast so there's audio so you can listen to it while you're driving or cleaning or doing mundane tasks or walking or exercising you have no excuse because it's free and it's available and it is uh, psychotherapist approved and medical medical doctor approved so how do you like that i know so take people with you if you don't have enough friends then make a friend and say hey you know what I think it's time I turn my life around I'm looking to build a little team You want to be on it listen I have built many teams over the years <laughs> I have I know not like it was not like on purpose people would say hey how would you like to start this group and I'd be like well I don't know and then I'd of course say yes and then I of course then I'd go ask people hey I'm gonna start this group with these people you want to want to help you want to be like like people people love that stuff like life is more fun when you're not doing it alone So if you're going to do growth and development, the best way to do it is with other people. And have rewards. Oh, my gosh, listen. Life is hard. You should get rewarded every week. Why not? Give give yourself something to look forward to. Next, I suggest you have being nice to yourself on the list. Well, I know I already said love. But self-compassion is an entity or, or concept that people are not familiar with, and there's there's being kind to yourself, and then you have a separate thing. So you have low self-esteem, which contributes to you not being nice to yourself, but you also have an inner critic. And these are two separate things. Now, I had standalone self-esteem, which is a made-up term, by the way, standalone self-esteem. Self-esteem is not made up. But I've had self-esteem separate from my circumstances since I was young, now that we've died completely dissected my personality and how I got this way and but I had an inner critic but because I had healthy reasonable standalone self-esteem I wasn't beating myself up all the time I wasn't hypercritical but I did have an inner critic which I didn't discover until later in life but you can tame that so distance yourself perhaps perhaps if possible from people who are looking down on you or who aren't being nice to you. And that might be possible, (laughs) it might not be possible. It depends on who those people are. I mean, if you're married to somebody who's not being nice to you, well, then you're probably in domestic abuse. If it's your family, probably have a nice dysfunctional family and you may be the scapegoat. It all depends, but the more you can distance yourself, the, the better you might be. The next thing I, I suggest is you may actually be trauma bonded to people who are abusive to you. So who's telling you you're lazy? Who's telling you you're unsuccessful? Who's telling you you're not good enough? Who's telling you whatever is not nice? You, that, that may be your abuser, even if it's a family member, your spouse, or whoever, best friend for 20 years, I don't care. You may have a trauma bond, and we're not talking about trauma bonds, but you can easily be bonded with someone who's abusive to you, and that's called a trauma bond. And, you know, even if you're not trauma bonded with people, I I strongly suspect most people who've had trauma have some form of trauma bond until they can distinguish it, figure it out, and then oftentimes they have to make a break. Because the abuser will not stop. They're not changing. They're not going to change their personality. And no matter what you do, I would definitely suggest that you do not take it personally that people are saying that. about you, you just have to learn how to control your own mind, which I have a podcast on. It is very helpful. You know, brooding, ruminating, catastrophizing, overthinking, none of that is good for you. and And it contributes to sometimes or many times to a downward spiral make sure you get rational thinking going on in your life which may or may not be the case. It's probably you might have a cognitive distortion. And my last suggestion to round this out for you is if you're being called lazy, unsuccessful, not good, no good. I mean I mean the, the things that people are saying to other people in the world. It is it's literally no wonder we have suicide rates the way we are. I was talking to someone Recently, we'll keep all the details out, who said, oh, yeah, they knew someone who told their, like, 20 or 20-something child, you're a loser, you'll never amount to anything, you're no good, blah, 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 and that child, that adult child, committed suicide. Well, can you understand why? I mean, I would hope, like, if your own mother doesn't love you and thinks you're a piece of shit, what's the point of living? But we're just, you know, my one of my recent podcasts was The Emperor Has No Clothes. We're not even being honest about suicide. We're not even saying that some young people commit suicide or old people, by the way, because this is how they've been treated their whole life. No, we don't do that. Because that would be horrible, right? Horrible for the parent who lost their child. Well, some of those parents are the reason their child committed suicide. But God forbid we would say that. So if you're being negatively talked about or treated get on the road to building happiness skills and happiness abilities and all of my content will help you with that because you deserve it you deserve to be happy and I'm sure you're not lazy I'm sure you're amazing like I I have met people who've had hard li- I've had a hard life people okay do not be thinking oh yeah she's had it easy no I have not had an easy life, but at the same time, I've had, like, a miraculous life because of all the things I talk about. Like, yes, because of all kinds of things. But go on a happiness journey and make your life happy. And and let everything else go the way it goes. I hope, it is my deepest, deepest hope, that if you are being condemned and criticized as lazy or unsuccessful that you're going to do something about it. Not, not, you don't need to take those people to task. You work on yourself. You work on loving yourself. You work on making your life amazing because you can have an amazing life. Now, if you're not being told you're lazy or unsuccessful but you are saying that about other people, I'm asking you to wake up and start to pay attention. Because it's probably likely that, like myself, you might be arrogant, judgmental, righteous, a know-it-all, and some uncool things. And you don't want to be that, do you? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do. But most people are blind to those traits. But we have a lot of people with those traits. So that's it for now. I hope you got some value. Let's bring love into the party. Take care. Bye. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 135. They are lazy and unsuccessful. I hope that you have some new thoughts and some new ideas the next time you hear someone say they are lazy or unsuccessful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because obviously you wouldn't want to miss one. And share this on social media so we can kind of put this to bed and start being more empowering and loving to people. I love you. Take care for now. That's it.